Welcome to With a Twist, the number one parenting show on the planet. In an era where the majority of children are not asking what they want to be when they grow up, but instead what they want to be when they give up, With a Twist will help you raise hopeful, thriving, engaged, and confident children. Be the parent you've always wanted to be using With a Twist's signature success system. With a Twist is the only parenting podcast that will enable the everyday parent have peace of mind while navigating the school system and life. Give your child the opportunity to thrive instead of just barely survive. And now, the founder of With a Twist, Amber Scotchburn. Now for the conversation that would have happened last week, but for the stat, Amber Scotchburn, our parenting expert, is here. Good morning, Amber. Good morning, Dave. Hi. So you tell me you want to talk about education paths this time around. So where would you like to begin? Well, I I thought it was sort of interesting. I went with my daughter, so we have four kids, to an experience day at um, a college in Alberta a couple weeks back. And Alberta should really not have their experience days in February (laughs) because (laughs) who wants to go there? Uh (laughs) But anyways, that aside, I thought that, uh, yeah, I'd had lots of people asking me about it and was sat down to write a blog about our experience day um, from her perspective and and mine. And then it was interesting because I sat down to write it and then it sort of morphed into something else and just looking at different career paths because that's sort of the more traditional one that we always think of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when somebody graduates from university, are they going, or sorry, graduates from high school, or are they going to college or are they going to university? Yeah, right. And uh, I thought about it for my eldest who graduated last June and so many people have been asking him, leading up to his graduation and then since graduation, well, you know, what school are you going to? Oh, you're just taking a gap year? And he's actually not. He's not planning to go to school at the moment. And um, people look shocked because, of course, I've you know, written a parenting book and I saw this parenting stuff and then I'm an educator and I'm sitting there fine with him not going. And so as I started anyways writing, it's going to now be like four parts because, you know, I am Dave. I like to get right into things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just thought it was interesting to see from, from his perspective, looking at when he was a child and all his interests and sort of what lit him up and what he's excited about. And now he's 18. And I don't know, as a parent, you might wonder, hey, where does your child go when they're just little and you're raising them? And then, you know, now, oh, fast forward 18 years and this is where he is and he's an adult and he's going into the world and, and kind of what has caused him to choose the different paths he's chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that would be an interesting share for the listeners. Okay. So, um, so for instance, my son was really into, and still is, into technology, um, movies, superheroes. So he's always really personable in that uh, he'd go to, say, a, a kid's sleepover or birthday party, and I'd go to pick him up, and the parents would be like, you know, next time can you just come hang out with us? Huh. <laughs> you know, he sat there and sat and actually had a conversation with them. And, um, and so th- those were sort of his strengths and his passions. Um, when he went into school, um, I might have shared this on your program before, but he just really stopped liking school at about grade two. Um, and that was difficult because I, I'm an educator and uh, school is something that you're supposed to do um, in a traditional way. So Monday to Friday, nine to three. 
um, as he got older, we learned about different pieces that he could take, and I thought maybe some of our learners don't know about them, um, or sorry, listeners don't know about them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for instance, uh, he really was into podcasting, so I, uh, he really listens to a lot of podcasts, and there came an opportunity for him to take a podcasting course, not through school, but online. He found one um, through a conference we had went to, and he signed up to take it, and I thought, well, put my educator hat on, and I'm like, well, wonder if he could get a school credit for it. Um, and there is something called IDSs, which are independent directed studies, and they can be attached to a school, and they have a certain amount of credits, and there's sort of a process for them, which I can explain if you think that would be beneficial. But essentially, what it means is that he was able to take the podcasting course, which is something he's really interested in, and end up getting school credits for it. Cool. Yeah. Um, and because he took this podcasting course, then created his own podcast, then it sort of led, well, if you want your podcast to be heard, it has to be set up on a platform, so like on a, a website or another platform. So then that was sort of another piece he had to learn about. Um, and those aren't pieces that currently that his school was offering. And so he was able to then morph into or start taking courses on different web platforms and sort of what happens all in behind a website. Hmm. Um, so he was also able to get an IDS course for that too. Okay. Now, uh, once a, a, uh, a child gets into this, uh, they get, or gets this thought into their head, they might follow a, an alternate route of, of study. Uh, they just uh, approach the school and say, this is what I want to do. Can we make this happen? Yeah, excellent question, actually. He, he did do that with his guidance counselor, because as much as I'm a teacher and a tutor and um, all of those things, I try to be just their parent, <laughs> so mm. not necessarily all those thoughts with my own kids. And so I did have him in grade eight, go sit with his guidance counselor and explain to her what he didn't necessarily appreciate about bricks and mortar school um, and and his perspective, essentially. And um, she just said, you know, that that's great, and, and I would support you on that, but we don't really offer a lot to support you. Hmm. Um, so I do find that actually what needs to happen is that you almost need to be an advocate for, for your own kids. Um, but it means that you have to understand and know what exists out there. Right. Um, and that's sort of the hope, the hope that I have by sharing this conversation with you and then also by having things online that people can read, uh, that people can see that there are alternative paths that so, exist. Okay. The, the idea behind our conversation here is just to present the concept that there are alternatives beyond the ones that we usually consider. Yes, exactly. So if you have a child that maybe is not feeling like the traditional school system really works well for them, mm-hmm. um, then there are alternatives. And it, it is an alternative. Like, it doesn't have to be all like, oh, they have to be homeschooled. There are even ways that you, they can still take courses, they can still take things, and they're still associated with school. Um, and so it's just knowing that there's other options out there, yes, that exist. Um, and you may have to be that advocate as the parent. You may really have to be that advocate for them. So it, it sounds as though you are connoting the, the idea that the, the school system has some inertia or is providing maybe a, a, a little bit of resistance. 
Um, they definitely were, and you know, I I love our school system, so I don't want to say mm. anything. But yes, uh, for sure. Even my son right now, my youngest, who's in grade seven, um, he's went ahead to doing grade eight math. Great. Uh, so I said to the school, well, can he get a credit, like the grade eight credit, so that when he rolls into grade nine, he's, uh, sorry, when he rolls into grade eight, he'll have his grade eight math, and then he could take something he's really interested in, mm-hmm. like a photography course, or I don't know, something different. And they said, oh, no, <laughs> you know, he's in grade seven, so therefore he's supposed to do grade seven. Um, so I'm, and then when I went to the the online learn at home program through our school board, uh, yes, I was met with resistance. So again, though I'm who I am, so I went to School District 72, which is the Courtney Comox School District, and asked them if he could do it online through them, and they said yes. So there are options and there are alternatives. It's just knowing what they are. So now uh, there's a, a bunch of kids in his class that are all considering doing the same thing because they're all getting the, the grade 8 math in mm. grade 7. Um so just, I guess, just thinking like, okay, so my child has these other interests. What can I do to maybe have them work for them in terms of school so that they see value in learning? And I think that's sort of the, the part that it crosses everything that I do, whether it's my parenting writing or my tutoring company, is that I really want kids to think that learning is amazing and so much fun and want to do it their whole life. Yeah. Um, but if they're only thinking it's the bricks and mortar and, and that doesn't appeal to them for whatever reason, there are other options out there. Mm, interesting stuff, because otherwise, I mean, the impact it can have on a person's life is huge. It, it, well, it is huge. And, and you know, having, having been a social worker and then having been a teacher <laughs> and then having run a tutoring agency now for a number of years, I see all different, and now being a parent, I see all the different views of what can happen and and you can have a child that's so turned off and i think for my eldest son which i think is why this blog when i was writing it morphed into something about him was that my daughter who i took to the experience day she's traditional school system she loves going to school she loves her bricks and mortar school but you know when somebody doesn't it can have a huge impact and you know there's several stories i could share from several different experiences from so many kids that we've worked with where they were, and they were turned off in kindergarten, grade one, wow. you know, sometimes later grades. Um, but you're right, it, 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 unless that's turned back, that switch is turned back on somehow, you, you lost them. And that's to me, is just sad. Oh, yeah. Tragic. Okay, you say you have more info online. I do, yeah. If you wanted to go to uh, Tutoring with a Twist, .ca. We're just going to have a four-part series um, called Looking at Post-Secondary Options. And then part one's done, and it's called The Non-Traditional Path. And then I will be writing one that is the traditional path as well. Okay. Amber Scotchburn, a parenting expert. we got to wrap it up there. We'll talk to you in a month or so. Okay. Thanks so much, Dave. Great to have you with me today at Parenting with a Twist. I would very much appreciate it if you could give me a five-star rating on Google or iTunes, or heck, why not both? To learn more about The Twist, I invite you to visit our website, parentingwithatwist.com, where you can listen to past podcast episodes and download a teaser from my book. Oh, right, (laughs) my book. It's called Parenting with a Twist, 12 Positive Parenting Tips 
for raising confident and success-ready children. Thanks so much for listening, and don't forget to take a moment to thank yourself for getting twisted with us today.